looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. on this song. fact that it is the outer Guangzhou, implying that there's also an inner Guangzhou. Hold on. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Yeah. All right, continue. Go ahead. Who is that for? My friend, Luann Shannon. She is. Uh, she listens to our podcast, and she sent me a message the other day that said, hey, I love you and Mark's podcast, and yeah. it's my birthday month for both yeah. me and their daughter, Kaylee, on the 14th. So happy birthday to Luann and Kaylee. How do you know Luann? Luann is uh, married to one of my very dear best friends, Dusty Shannon. Uh, a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have been on probation or parole probably know Dusty. Dusty's uh, spent some time on the inside. No, Dusty is a probation officer. Oh. Was. was. Some pr- probation, parole, I always screw it up. It's one of those things. But he basically helped with people that were, uh, were, were all you know messed up. Yeah. And, uh, and screwing up their life. And Luann came from, like, Dusty comes from, a, a, like, what people would think would be a typical East Side background. Yeah. Like, you know, Dad was in prison and stuff like that, cleaned up his life, too. But then Luann came from this, like, really awesome, you know, nuclear family, right? Mom and Dad are still together. They love each other. Everything's awesome. And, uh, and then she came in and luckily saved Dusty because God, well, God knows where he'd be without her. Well, this program's all about her. You, I've shown you pictures of Luann. You're oh. like, whoa, yeah, she's hot. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Wait, wait. I said yeah. that. <laughs> Hold on. So anyway, happy do, birthday to Luann. How do you spell her name? Go to Facebook. No, we're not going to do it on the, uh, on the air because everybody will be Facebooking her. And I probably already said too much already. You did. You gave a last name. Yeah, uh, come on. Uh, right. Anyway, I'm we'll, we'll I'm move gonna, past I'm, that. I'm Luann doesn't mind. I'm going to verify People this. saying that she's hot. Well, and man, dust, I don't, dust, I don't, dusty, I don't remember. I don't remember if I did say you were hot, but if I did, congrats on that. That's big news. And happy birthday to uh, to Luann and Kaylee. So. Um, big news, Ross. We're moving to the Patreon model here. Are we our, really on our? You know, so people people think that we make big bucks on this show, Ross. Okay, actually, probably nobody thinks that. We don't make any. We do this out of the goodness of our hearts. I had to go buy a new uh, micro SD card today so we could record this. Twenty five dollars. <laughs> we're already in the hole. I need to recoup on this baby, so I think we are already think, in the I, I, hole. Here's what I'm thinking: I'm thinking something like, you know, three ninety nine a month gets gets them some Ross nudes. <laughs> <laughs> because I've followed this Patreon model, you know, your boy Williams does one, you know, Steve uh, Dace has one. Like it's the new John, thing, right? John Miller, I think. But is you got to you got to give them something that they're willing they, to pay those for. Those guys are all offering nudes. I don't know. I, you know, our show's different, so our Patreon model <laughs> should be different. We need to offer something that the people actually want. Do I have to do nudes every month? I mean, if they're paying monthly. Maybe not even nude. Do you remember get... if I told you uh, George Costanza on a couch? Oh, oh, absolutely. The art of seduction. Yeah. 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 Could you do some shots like that? Listen, I, that would be a lot more like what you'd get from, from me. You know what I'm saying? It would, not that I'm fat and bald, but I'm skinny and bald. 
You're not fat. That, uh, but and yeah, but I'm certainly not like you're not bald either. To be honest, balding, and I am. Uh, I'm a weird looking guy. I really am. You I'm say kinda, that a lot. You don't think so though. And I'm not saying I don't say it for people to be like, oh, Ross, you're good looking. I just mean when I look at myself, I go, whoa. <laughs> well, that's weird. Um, how do and I, certainly, how do, how do I certainly only wearing boxer briefs. I think people, <laughs> a lot of people, would be like, whoa. What's wrong with this dude? Have you found the secret sauce on how to turn your wife on yet? No. Is it, is it uh, when you're taking your shirt off or is it just walking around and you're Mark, I've tidy whities Mark, I've got one weapon in my arsenal and it's personality. It's yeah, sense you, of humor. You do have a good personality. And so it is my only thing that I can do is get her laughing and then, you know what I mean, that's that that's that the old, my only move. Right. Like like some guys are like, "Oh man, when I get out of the shower and I'm glistening, I walk by my wife with the towel tucked in just right, and I know the game is on. No, man, I've got to like, I got to like say something funny or do something funny to get her laughing, and then the guard is down, and it's like, all right, here we go, time to move. Here we go. She goes from laughter to pleasure, just well, that fast. Well, there's a lot of in between there. A lot of yada yada happens in between. Um, yeah, Patreon. We're not gonna do that. I thought you were serious for a minute. I was like, man, you didn't even tell me about this. Don't worry, people. Wow. Three ninety nine a month. I mean, if people want to send us money for free, that's, when you we'll hear, take it. Yeah, right. When you hear three ninety nine a month, are yes. you a tip now because you and I we live in very different worlds and we I think this is what I want to talk to you about today. You're starting to enter my world though. I'm Inter- trying you're in my I'm, world now, bitch. <laughs> I'm trying. You're I'm gonna get there. there. I'm not there. I'm trying. It's I got a lot of work to get there. Ben's is Ben's is helping me out a ton, man. Did you not have servants at your house for uh, Thanksgiving serving you dinner on silver platters? I mean, I did. That's what world you're entering. Did you seriously? No. I thought for a minute you were for real. You're the only guy I know that would really do something like that. No. I didn't do that. <laughs> Bence is in the room. Bence, did you for a moment think that maybe he was serious? No. Okay, okay. Bence was invited to Thanksgiving. He shunned me. He yeah, shunned me. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, Thanksgiving was brutal, dude. We talked about that, didn't we? Did we talk? We ended up show Thanksgiving, have we? Uh, no. Yeah. Brutal. I don't think we've done a show. Okay. Did we? I don't think we did because we were going to do one. Well, I don't think we've done one since pre, Thanksgiving. Pre-Thanksgiving. Here's the Thanksgiving wrap-up show, everybody. Exactly. Welcome to the Thanksgiving wrap up on december 4th um no the uh you if i won't i don't have servants certainly uh you and i do live in very different worlds as we were we're, we're talking about there the thing i wanted to talk to you about i remember where i was going to go initially because i don't remember what what brought us here but i wanted to talk to you about this you and i had a conversation um about what it is that you're doing for christmas you have done something pretty cool the last several years here at charter house and now i'm lucky enough to be a part of this team um, and you'd go, you kind of do a, uh, Christmas wish type of thing, right? You, you put it out in the public to say, Hey, we're looking for family families to help out. Uh, in fact, anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you don't know, you don't follow the, the charter house on Facebook, go they do should. that. You should, you should follow all of us on Facebook. Um, you can see all the wonderful properties that we have listed, including two of my magnificent current listings. Um, <laughs> Including the one you were just talking about, so glowingly. <laughs> so the uh, it's great. The, uh, dude, listen, it's a uh, it's part of it. The uh, uh, the point I wanted to make was, you are offering to help out a couple of families here, so people want to go and they can they can submit that if they'd like. But more importantly, I wanted to have the conversation with you about what that is that you do to kind of help people. Uh, you know what uh, and and how you go about it can we talk about some well, of that la- openly or? last year we did um here, covid sucks as we all know right it sucks for many reasons but one of the things i think Sorry, we gotta it, go to that patreon model baby i honestly. know i know <laughs> I, I think it's gonna somewhat derail uh the plans this year not that not that we're not going to do something we are but um last year we did a full christmas surprise for family which was awesome we had Everybody here at Charterhouse pitching some money, and then we went and uh, we'd put it out on social media looking for a family. And this person uh, named, uh, I think the person that nominated was named Eden. Um, but anyway, somebody nominated uh, a friend and said, This friend is down on their luck, has got three children. I think the uh, father was 
under supervision from your friend Dusty at the time, <laughs> okay. if, if memory serves. Got it. Uh, so rough circumstances. So anyway, um, th- this was how we liked to do it because it was a total surprise. So everybody from Charterhouse went. We went to Walmart, went crazy. We had three, four carts that were stuffed with toys. We brought them back here. We wrapped everything. Um, and then the friend said, you need to come to Ankeny because they weren't from Ankeny. Um, on this particular night at 530, I've got a surprise for you. So she, she, the mom, brought the three kids. They came in. We were all here. Um, and then, um, you know, and, and, and one of those things, selfishly, what you hope for is a good reaction, Right. People say, well, you're only doing those things because, like, you want something out of it, right? And the reality is you do those things because you want to help somebody, but the, but the return that you get on it's great because it makes you feel good as a person, whatever. Completely agree with you, by the way. But in this case, I'm like, man, it would be nice if we, and we were filming it too, so I'm like, it'd be nice if we got some waterworks out of mom. And we did. She was, she was very, very grateful. The kids opened up present after present after present yeah. after present, and when they weren't going to get really any, um, so that was a big hit last year. So this year we decided, okay, we want to do something similar, but the challenge is gathering people in large groups. People are leery of that. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a mask. It's just different now. So we put it out on Facebook the other day that we're looking for a family to adopt. I think what we'll probably do is, is, and I'll ask you what's better. And I think I know the answer to this one. Let's assume that we've got, I'll just throw out a number 1500 bucks. Okay. okay. So um, and Which we were talking. I mean, with the agents we have, I would think if everybody throws yeah, in we'll, we'll, yeah, enough, we get there. We'll get that together easy. So, um, so the question I had the other day is, in, in part of me talking about having servants at my house, which I don't, just to clarify, but it's perspective. Perspective on life changes as you make more money. And we were talking about this the other day, and I said, um, because c- we were saying, okay, do we spend all this money? Say it's fifteen hundred bucks. Do we spend all this money on one family? like we did last year, or as these submissions are rolling in, I got two already with people that had kids die this year. Uh, and everybody's got a story, right? Times are tough. We, we might have to skip Christmas. They're all heartbreaking. It makes you realize that there's a lot of people out there that have, uh, it's bad right now. So is it is it better to try to pick one or is it better to pick, say, six families yeah. and give them all a $250 Walmart gift cards, they can go buy presents for the kids, et cetera. Now, in my brain, I'm thinking, how much of a difference does 250 bucks make to a family? It can't make that much of a difference. Your response was, if you're down and out, $100 means the world to you, which is interesting to me. Um, So I'm thinking maybe maybe it is better to do that route, pick as many families as we can and try to give them as meaningful of a gift uh, amount of money as we can just to kind of spread the spread the love yeah dude man this is exactly what I, the conversation I wanted to have with you today mark because it's uh uh you and i did we, we our lives we talk about this a lot man it's almost shocking how similar our our, our our youths were because our dads both worked for ups uh we grew up in very similar homes um and then i i, I went to public school you were homeschooled for a lot of your life and things obviously went in very <laughs> vastly different directions in our careers, and 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 then obviously that that multiplied with the the financial aspects of both of those career choices. And now you know, but our lives we're, we're very similar. We think about things a, a lot of the same ways. I've never been. Um, I've always been. I've never been rich, but I've never been poor. I've never and, and and I've never had money in the bank. So I, I I know this sounds strange to people that have always had money or people that have never had money. I've never had a lot of money in the bank ever. Um, and you've I, never I, gone to the ATM machine, gotten that receipt, and go, uh huh, oh yeah, never. No, I, right, I, I've never. See, this is why I wanted you to do real estate. Never I want, laid I want, down. I want, I want to be there when we. You buy me lunch and pull that ATM receipt someday yeah. and go like, oh, this is nice. yeah, this is sweet. I can't wait. This and I'm nice. and I, and and I mean, quite frankly, I've got a couple things happening here this month that are going to help me. Yeah. Be, and again, Mark, it's that perspective. Is is what's going to happen to me here before Christmas? Would it matter to you, Bence, Nate Lee, the guy? I mean, guys who had monster, monster Novembers. No, you guys look at this. Go, come on, man. It's peanuts. Get your get it get it going. You know, but pull bigger weight here. <laughs> the uh we'll keep you around I, yeah the uh 
it's all perspective, man. The number one ingredient of success is expectation. And, and I, this, is a, this is such a big conversation. It goes back to the, even the public school thing and why I love being involved at East High School. When, when, if Dusty does listen to this, Dusty's hurt. We've had these conversations on fishing trips for hundreds of hours about the framework of success, what, what that is and where you are in life, okay? When you are at a, a, a public school, like going through Hyatt and East, you see a different frame of Americana. Sure. <laughs> You're seeing kids that wear the same clothes multiple days in a week or that come from broken families or are, or, or are the family. It's the strain. And then you have kids that are from homes like ours. Mom and dad still together, still love each other. You have a pool in the backyard, and you can play baseball in the front yard. Yeah. Well, guess what, dude? You're really privileged in that in that frame. Yep. Now, if you move 15 miles west, and all of a sudden, you are in a totally... You, that same tax bracket, you move that 15 miles west, and you're the poor kid in school. So, being around that at Hyatt and being around that at East, man, and then uh, the career path that I chose, which was to be in radio, which I knew wasn't going to pay me a lot of money, and I was okay with that. I'd worked at Wells Fargo for a while, and I was making really good money, and I just kind of decided that I wasn't a materialistic guy. I don't need to have nice things. I just need a few things, and I need some love, and I'm good to go. And so I was good with having a career that I was really happy going to work every day rather than chasing money and doing all that. And now I'm lucky because I think I found this thing in this year that I, lo- that I love doing, and it pays well. So this is, this is really fun. No. I went through a long time of my life, man, where money was hard. In fact, I'm, st- I'm, I'm just getting out of this. At 42, where I am not scared of money. I know that's, and that sounds crazy to you. When sure. I've talked to you about this, you're like, yeah. dude, what are you, what are you, what's wrong with you? It's always been a thing for me. More money, more problems. Not, and I'm not, more money, different problems. Yeah. Okay. Because I would say less money, more problems. Yeah. More money. <laughs> typically, uh, what happens? You are right, Mark. And there, the, the more money, more problems thing can be very real. There's, it's different problems. Going to lunch and pulling your card out and not knowing whether you're going to be able to afford your nine dollar lunch. Yeah. That's a problem. That's yeah. a different type of problem than worried it's about a being life altering problem. Yeah. Well. Mark, when you've been through it, I've been there, dude, as an adult, as an adult, I've been at that point yeah. in my life where you're like, dude, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I have the money for this. Yeah. Okay. And I'm too afraid to pull up my bank account to even see, I've been sure. there. Yeah. And so when you're there, dude, a hundred dollars, the things I would have done for a hundred dollars at yeah. times in my adult life, when you were my friend, man, you'd have been disappointed. You'd have been like, holy cow, Ross is desperate for cash. Yep. Yeah, no. I gotta pay some bills, dude, and I gotta get some things done. Yeah, and then you, and then Christmas gets really hard because you want to provide for your kids and you want to give them stuff, and you don't have it. Or you, when we've done this before, we we made this mistake very young. Also, you go way in debt at Christmas trying to show your kids that you love them when you don't need to do that, man. And then six months later, you realize all of that stuff was garbage. All that money you spent was garbage, mm-hmm. and it was the little things that mattered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's your, and I love this new, I just saw this the other day. It's your presence, not your presence. Makes sense. <laughs> that yeah. matters. And, yeah. and, uh, and you don't know that. And you, th- again, man, when you don't have money, you think that money solves all those things. But again, back to that point of what that, what, that perspective of what a hundred dollars or even 250 means to a family. I, 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 I would have a hard time selling you on $100 would change these people's lives. I think I could do it, cause, and, I, and I know it does. I'm not going to have any trouble t- selling you on $250 and what that can do for a family and going from spending $10 on your kid for Christmas to spending 60 mm-hmm. I mean, Mark, when we have people that are pre-approved for homes and they're pre-approved at 150 and then all of a sudden, two months later, they get pre-approved at 175 yeah. Remember what that does? Yeah. And then a lot more so, home, a lot more home for that little amount of money, yep. a lot more home. And, and, and even at the, at the Christmas level, man, and the presence level, that is it, that's compounded somehow, somehow the smaller it gets, the bigger it gets because you can go from giving your kids nothing 
or just a little something to giving them that Christmas that you are at least dreaming about? Man, it might even mean a tree. It might even mean, you know, I don't know, that family that came in last year, I remember watching that video. I, who knows what their other Christmases looked like, right? And who knows what that Christmas is going to look like this year? That's the, the, There's so much heartbreak that comes with it. That was the fallout I was thinking as they were going through this um, last year is, what's it going to, I hope it's good Mark, for them in the future, you know? And that's... And, don't want to set people up for disappointment. But, but dude, that's, your heart is in a good spot if you're thinking like that. Because the truth is, they are unbelievably appreciative of what happened here last year. I, I guarantee it. That, that that memory and that that laughter and all that stuff, when they sit down to whatever Christmas looks like this year or doesn't look like, they will talk about that and remember that. And 30 years from now, when those kids are successes on their own, because we all know people that grew up in crappy homes and then went on to be ass kickers, Dusty, you, those guys, those, those, those adults will remember that they will get together for their Christmases and bring their cousins together and their aunts and uncles and go, man, do you remember when mom was really struggling, when dad was gone? Yeah, and that and the, that those people did that thing for us. That was freaking sweet, wasn't yeah. it? And you know what we should do? We should donate to a charity that does something like that. That yeah, yeah. That that stuff, Mark. That's the things, dude. You that you somebody. I, I think those are the seeds that you're throwing in life that you have no idea what trees are going to grow from. Somebody posted on Facebook the other day. Somebody I know was talking about, and and he's successful. Was talking about how. Uh, most successful people walk around with some sense of guilt about it. Um, and, and that's not me. I don't do that. Um, and partially because, I, I, well, I know it, for my own story, success just doesn't happen. You know, it takes, you got to make some decisions in life, right? You don't just wake up one day and say, now I'm a success, right. unless you inherited dad's company or something. You know, you, you got to make some choices. Those, you are decide. The people, those are the people that I think they're talking about that yeah. might feel, feel some sort of regret or guilt about it. You got to decide, you know, do I go to school? Do I not go to school? Do I take the job? Do I not? Do I sacrifice fun for work? Whatever. You know, and ultimately, everybody defines success in their own way. Like, I, I'm always mindful of the fact that I could have gone a different uh, way in my life for sure. Um you know, I had, I had normal blue collar jobs at, at a certain point. Um, I, I, I think I always knew that I wanted to end up kind of where I am owning, owning something, owning a company, et cetera. But honestly, who you decide to partner up with in life matters as well. <laughs> I think without my wife, um, you know, th who knows where my life goes? Yeah. You know, the, the reality is I happen to marry somebody where, in her family, education was incredibly important. So that drove me to actually graduate from Iowa State. Um, every member of her family is a physician. I knew I, I knew I was I, I knew I wasn't going to be a doctor because I, I didn't have any desire to be a doctor. Right. But I also knew that I didn't want to be the bum. Right. In the family. Yeah. You know? Right. Oh, right. You know, our, a, our, exactly. our daughter married that guy. Dude, that's I mean, a, so that's exactly the thing I was talking about with that frame of success. Think of how high the threshold was for success in, in, in maybe not even really in Katie's eyes. Your idea. Of I think what, she would have loved me no matter what, I do to too. be honest. I do too. And but, it like but it drove me to make some choices. There you go. That's exactly the thing I'm talking about, man. In, in each individual's life, things happen that set this frame for success. Everybody has their own idea what the ceiling is. Everybody has their own idea what the floor is. And you can adjust that in people. You can change it. Uh, we've talked about this, I think, a bit. Over on the east side, when I was growing up in Pleasant Hill, I grew up in an awesome community. I mean Norman Rockwell stuff. But looking back on it, the guys that were successful in my, in my community were blue-collar guys. They were roofers. Uh, one of my friend's dads worked and now owns a plumbing company where he became a super successful guy. But at the time, he was selling toilets, yeah. you know? My dad owned a hardware store. That what they were the successful people in our community that were the stalwarts. Okay. In Katie's world, that would not be. And I'm and I'm, I know that Katie doesn't look down on those people by any stretch. And I'm saying it the wrong way. Your perception, our perception of Katie's view, would be, man, what's that threshold for success? If I want to wow Katie, 
Can I go in and say, yeah, I carry shingles up a ladder? Eh, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. she's, she's, going to, she's going to Thanksgivings where they're having conversations about what the latest breakthroughs are in science. I can't walk in there and talk to her about how many bolts I sold yeah. at the hardware store. You know, I need to, I, my, my threshold's a little higher than yeah. that. And, the, and then so break, it, it, like over in, in, in the Des Moines school district, go to Roosevelt, where I'm raising my kid now. Now, again, I don't, I don't look at myself as any huge success by any stretch. And I, I, who I see this successful people, my kid's best friend is a doctor. Okay. So I'm trying to change Eli's frame to look like Katie's frame. I'm, get it away from my frame, which, it, and again, the guys that are electricians that are, that are uh, union jobs, dude, look, those are six-figure jobs. Good money. <laughs> oh, yep. Great money. Yep. And they've got all of these accountability things in check to make sure that they don't derail their lives, too. You know, there's drug checks all the time. and I mean, they, yeah. Yeah. So those are wonderful jobs, great, great positions. That's a great threshold at Southeast Polk right now that you see all of these blue collar jobs that have moved out to the moved from the east district further out east into southeast polk and now that threshold of success is is different out there mm -hmm. so yeah this is uh it's all very big conversations about public schools and uh, community involvement and all sorts of things what i wanted to to say though in regards to uh the not feeling the guilt thing i think personally that does not resonate with me i don't feel guilty however however with that being said and you see that through what we did last year, what we're doing this year, um, what I try to do all the time is if you get to a level of success and define it however you want to, right? For some people, it's 50000 a year. For some, it's 500000 a year, whatever that happens to be. Then I do think that there's an obligation to try to do something good with it. Give back, help people, et cetera. That's something that I'm more passionate about. I, you know, the guilt thing, not for me. That's just not... Like, why should I feel guilty about being in a position where I can do the stuff that we're talking about doing? I can't help other people unless I get to the place where I don't need the help myself. You know what I mean? You've got to get to a place in life where you can do the help thing. Now you can, whatever, you go volunteer somewhere for free, et cetera. We're talking about giving money to people, causes, whatever that might be. You can't. And some people would say that's a selfish way to think, but you can't help others until you've helped yourself. Well, this, Mark, you've, you said it here, man, early on, that when you help somebody, it does make you feel good. Yes. Every time. Every time yes. When you do something and you, you know that you've helped some random person, it's a feel good for you. So does that make it selfish? And, and I'm okay. And there, are, I, and there are people that would say yes. And I'm okay with that. And my, my thing is... Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? The person was still helped. Yes. Even if your intentions are garbage. If I go to the store today and I just walk around the aisles and look for somebody that looks like they need some help with the groceries and I'm going to pay their bill because I want them to say, oh my God, you're such a great person. Wear your charter house stuff if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're such a great person. I thank you so much. So I get a huge ego boost, et cetera. If that's my intention... Who gives a crap? Right. Right. You still help somebody that needed the help. Yep. Now, if you have great intentions and do it, even better. But uh, too many people focus on, well, why did you do it? Mm -hmm. who, who cares? Right. But the selfish intention of... Being, the world's uh, better if you're helping, helping people. I completely agree with you. Right. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's... Uh, the, the motive thing, Mark, is... Um, you know, I've, we've talked about this, I think, before, too, about how I've tried to stop uh, questioning people's motives. I, for a long time, man, I've been really cynical about things, just in general, and that kind of part of my personality. Yeah. But a part of what I've seen people do as big mistakes with politics, especially, is assuming really bad motives. And, and a lot of times the motives don't matter. Sometimes they do. But, yeah, when you're doing charity, when you're helping people out, your motive shouldn't matter at all. And I've, I've been very open about that. I've tried to be, be as involved with nonprofits as I could be. Um, I used to have on my resume that I was the volunteer of the month for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. And, I, and that's not even an organization I have a part of anymore. I'm, I'm on the board for Boys and Girls Clubs. I'm on the board for uh, the East High Golf Classic. And we raise a lot of money for East High students. Dude, it's selfish. I do that because... 
I like people to walk around saying, Ross is such a great guy. Man, he spends all this time helping out with charities. And I do it because I like that feeling of when I get to go to East High and feel like a big shot. And people yeah. go, Ross, thanks so much for what you did. You know what I did? I went and got a free lunch and, and planned a golf tournament. That's what I did. You know what I did? I called my buddy Mark. Ask them for I a call grand. my friends and ask them to give money. That's what I do. How how awesome of me, what's right? It, and what's, it, it, what's it like to walk around and have people think you're a nice guy, Ross? Right? <laughs> tell me, tell me what that, tell me what that feels like. Because I can tell you what it's like to have people think that you're an <laughs> asshole that have never met you. I can tell you what that feels like. We should swap stories. Mark, it feels awesome, man. It does. Yeah. It to have when when people come up to you and they go, "Dude, I like what you do." I listen to your show, and it, and, it, and it makes my day better, and I appreciate that. I listen to your podcast, and it makes me laugh my ass off, which I get about this a lot. That's, that is, that's why, why are we, that's why we're doing this, so that we can entertain, so that people can go, oh, man, that's kind of fun. That's kind of entertaining. And Yeah. I yeah. mean, ultimately, it was, uh, um, well, we wouldn't do this. Well, that was if, the Patreon if, model. We're going to make a lot of money with yeah, this. We, would, we wouldn't do this if we didn't think anybody was listening, but you constantly remind me that, People keep telling you they do listen, so that's nice, Ross. Apparently, people do listen to this from time to time. Not just my wife, you know. It's not just your wife. Um, I would, I would honestly say, I probably get as many text messages about this as I do about my radio show. I always do wonder, by the way, um, if we did a Patreon model, how many people would pay? Like, let's say it was a dollar, <laughs> a dollar a month. How many? How many of our listeners would say seven? Say like, <laughs> I am willing to pay. The buck a month. I, uh, let's talk about people that listen every week. You know, they love the show. They look forward to it. They listen every week. Would they pay a quarter per show? And then I'm like, will you pay <laughs> one one quarter per show? Or would you be like, I like it. I look forward to it. But I am not paying I'll, a dollar a month. I'll be honest. This would be my response. Okay, because we're we have two conversations here. One is the X dollars per month. That was what that was one of the very first conversations yeah. I want to have with here. Um, but the other one is about my initial response. You you can take my favorite podcast, my favorite murder. Have you heard of that podcast? I've H- not. Hilarious. It's these two ladies. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, I love the Mike Rowe. I've talked about that one. The uh, yeah. the 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 way I heard it. You're a big Malcolm Gladwell Mal- fan. It, Ma- that's the best one. My favorite podcast on the planet. If Malcolm Gladwell came out and said, "Hey," We, we just have to, you know, the new, the new model is we can't give this stuff away for free anymore. We got to charge you. So we're going to make it a quarter an episode. Yeah. I probably would think to myself, I don't want to go through that hassle. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I got to sign up. What a pain I in the ass. I mean, I got to like card. click through things. I got to cl- yeah, I got to put my credit card on this thing. Yeah. And uh, talk about human uh, psychology, man. Dollar. Like we talk about like, Ross, you can continue for the rest of the year, buddy. You can continue to listen to this thing that you enjoy, and, and in exchange, Ross, I'm going to need twelve bucks. <laughs> and, and Ross could be like, <sighs> I'd be like, well, do you take cash? I mean, it's, it's, can I, it's can just I pay it isn't, now? It, isn't it ridiculous how we do this stuff, Mark? And because something oh, else so will come along. This two hundred dollars that's ridiculous and stupid, and you don't think twice dude, dude, about the amount, it. The money I've dropped on stupid stuff it is so dumb. Yeah, I'm, this this is the thing. I, when you said the three ninety nine a month or whatever, this was the very first conversation with everybody because we do think about money very differently. But I wonder if this is something that we think about the same way. Because I bet your brother Eric, who does listen to this show also, mm-hmm. I bet he's like me, but I don't know that you are. He'll listen. By the way, this is how my brother listens. He never listens to anything I do while it's happening. So... He started listening to this uh, podcast maybe a couple weeks ago, and he'll listen. So we've done we're we're approaching episode forty of this version of it, um, and I don't even remember what it was about. He's on but like, like episode four la- last week or something. He's probably on episode <laughs> like eight, and he'll tweet about it. Like he'll tweet like a thought about what he's just heard, and I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea what you're talking about because this was like four months ago that we talked about it. It's like, or I'll throw out a movie recommendation based on what we were just talking about. So your point is, you're talking yeah. about Eric now. Uh, in another month or so, he'll, he'll hear, hear this. this. Eric, I, I'm he'll, thinking, he'll chime in. Eric is like me on this. When I hear somebody say three ninety nine a month, I do the I do the times twelve instantly. Instantly yep. in my head, I'm I'm like, oh, you want forty eight bucks for that? Forty eight bucks. Yep. yep. Even when you say uh, it's a dollar a month, I go, 
why does this guy want my 12 bucks? Now, this is funny because you and I both said $48 a year. My wife would have said 36 Because it's... Three. Oh. She, that that yes, 99, 99 just doesn't, doesn't go, resonate, doesn't man. doesn't go to her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why they do that. That's his. You, that's a trick. Listen, that's I know, why we charge twenty four ninety five instead of twenty five hundred, Ross. And I know realtors who who will price their homes a hundred dollars less than what the, uh, the like, like me, like every time, like you, like every time. Yeah, three eighty nine nine, yeah. not three ninety. Right. And I've I, and I've used your line now recently. It's go ahead and just plan on eating that hundred bucks. Yeah. Just just do it to get get more. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, I'm glad you do that same thing because I wasn't sure if you were a guy that. Um, you know, when I, again, pinching pennies, trying to live life on a ramen budget, I instantly hear the bigger number. I instantly, you know, whenever I'm making a budget, whenever I'm doing things, I, Aaron, that's one of the things Aaron and I fight about. I always try to go super big on everything. Yeah. You know, when people say, well, how much is your mortgage payment? 1500 a month. Like, what? Yeah. You live where? Well, and it's not even near that, but I just plan on that so that I can have you just the, plan the, on the $700 left for... For other you o- you overshoot <laughs> yeah right everything because I want it I I just yeah you know, it should be that way so I w- always wonder when people say that yeah, I don't know maybe I'll do a Twitter poll three ni- three ninety nine a month do you hear four dollars a month just or do you just hear- to clarify people we're not doing this but I might do a Twitter poll how much would you pay for an episode of the show would you pay a quarter oh boy even hosting it <laughs> I don't know because I. Again, it's the hassle. Like what it's so it's so easy right now. Podcasts are such an awesome little treat. Yeah. Like you wake up in the morning, it's one of the first things I do is I hit my podcast app, I down I scroll down so it uploads. I see all my new stuff populate. So you got basically new content every day because you every listen to day. so many of them. Well, I listen to several daily podcasts oh, okay. and there are a couple that are designed for the morning. Yeah. Uh, NPR has one that's called Up First. It's about 15 minutes every morning so I can literally that's usually my routine. Is wake up is it, in the morning. Is it like crap news though? Like, do you want to wake up and hear about the latest pretty, COVID results? It's and, pretty liberal news. It's pretty liberal slant on everything. It's okay. NPR. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I will listen to is even more liberal. It's the New York Times, the Daily. But then I counter that by Ben Shapiro in midday. Yeah. So when I leave here, uh, most days I'm here till you know noon, one, something like that, and kind of hanging out and doing real estate stuff. And then if I'm going to lunch or driving back home or driving back towards downtown, I'll spend that 20 minutes, half hour listening to the first part of Ben Shapiro. That gives me the really conservative side of everything. Um, and then I have, yeah, multiple. I, I mean, I wouldn't even want to pull them up here, but I've got the lead from The Athletic, which mm-hmm. is a daily sports podcast, which is about 15 minutes. Um, ESPN Daily has that's the literally the name of the podcast and it's about fifteen minutes usually. Yep. There's I've I unsubscribed that, but again, there's there's a lot of them out there that you can get through in in a short time. So it's daily content. My wife's more of a podcast listener than I am. She likes the Dak Shepherd one. Um armchair expert. Yeah, uh, his what wife his wife called. is um his wife is Sarah Marshall. That's correct. What's her real name? I'm not gonna tell you. Um You've got it. It's on the tip of your tongue. Kristen Stewart? No. Kristen? Kristen. Kristen? Yeah. Is Kristen Stewart the girl from Twilight? Uh, Kristen Stewart's <laughs> from Twilight, yes. Um, Kristen. Kristen. Her, her name is Raina. Kristen Bell? Bell. I, wouldn't, I would have never come up with that. Really? She's cute. I like her. I like him a lot, too. He seems like a really... She's like the definition of cute. She's not the definition, yeah. in my opinion. She's, she's next not door, the definition next door of girl. hot. Is that, the, is that the, is the... Yeah, the girl next door. Girl next door. God, next door girl sounds creepy. <laughs> girl next door sounds cute and innocent. Next, next door, door girl, girl sounds like you're a stalker. Yeah. All right. Do a movie. Do a movie uh, preview for next door girl. What do you got? Everything was fine in their suburban town until one day there's a knock on the door. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bill. I'm the neighbor. Uh, I just moved in next door. I, I purchased my house uh, using a fantastic realtor. I told me I would love the neighborhood. Just wanted to say hi. Oh, you're going to love our the neighborhood. Oh. He uh, thought yeah. everything was perfect. Yeah, yeah. He, he loved the neighborhood. He loved the neighbors. <laughs> oh, man. These things just write themselves. 
the girl next door. No, remember it's the, the next, next door girl. Yeah, it, you you thought it was the girl next door. It's not. It's really it's the, the next, next door, door girl. girl. Yeah, but no, she's yeah. She's, and then she's knocking on his door in the rain, right? And he's like, "Oh, yeah. hi, hi, Becky. Uh, is everything okay at home?" And she's like, "No, no. My mom and dad are fighting. I need to get away." He's like, "Oh, okay." And he lets her in. Well, then he's she starts to seduce him. The wife's right. like, who is it at the door? Yeah, he's like, oh, I, oh it's, no, it's, it's, the next, it's yeah. just the next door girl. It's the next door girl. Oh, that's that's cute. That's innocent. Yeah. And then, then they had sex. Wait, did they have did sex? You, well, you wrote wait, the movie. And then, and then what the woman's upstairs and she goes, wait a minute. Did he say it was the girl next door or the next door girl? Reminds me of a messed up movie no, I, but I then watched. What, the, the, the one that's messed up that I'm thinking of right now is the one where... Uh, the girl then would would like basically take her her pubic hair and shove it in the drain. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a movie like this, and then she calls the cops. She goes back home and she calls the cops, and she goes, "Hey, the neighbor just raped me, and he did it in the tub upstairs. And if um, you if you go upstairs, you'll see that that, that it that's happened." That's a mean. That's a mean girl. That oh, oh. maybe it'd be, oh, oh, the mean girl next door. Sitting in the, uh, the knocking knocking in the rain. All of that stuff reminds me of a movie I saw not that long ago. Probably on one of my illegal sites. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is called Knock Knock. Knock. I saw this. Have you pop- seen this? I didn't. I saw it pop up on Netflix, and like the preview. You know how on Netflix, as you're rolling through, it'll like give you the little previews of the movie. It was that. That was the scene. Yeah. Where the girls were, they were, they had, yeah, these two teenage girls had knocked on his door. Although they don't look teenage, but I yeah, can't remember. Whatever, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Not, he's a married guy. And the, one of them the, has the, a thick accent. The wife and the it's uh, what's her name, Anna. Wanted to something. She's mm. in the not DeFranco new Bond film. I think. I believe she's in the new one that will they're never hotties. that they're, will never come out. Smoking hot chicks. But these two girls show up at Keanu's. Keanu Reeves, good looking dude. Let's just say that. Um, but they show up and they're acting playful, and then uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, they have a three way in this movie. Yeah, but because part of the thing is like, oh my gosh, your clothes are drenched. Can I just throw them in the dryer? Yeah, and he's trying to be nice about it. Yeah. But then it turns Well, I don't know if I should do that. I mean, but my, then it turns naughty. My, my wife is upstairs. No, she wasn't. She was outside. No, 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 no. I mean, in our film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So knock, knock, if you want to see a film. I think we're a getting not, rid of a, a naughty scene. Speaking of the money and Netflix, I think we're going to uh, cancel the Netflix, dude. Did you, when you fired up Netflix recently, did you see the uh, the thing? They're up in their prices. So premium Netflix is going to go to $18 a month. And again, I instantly what's doing pr- the math. What's premium? Like premium Netflix is. Because we spend 50 something a month on Netflix. What? I think. No. Yeah, maybe. Do you have Hulu? We do. Okay, Hulu has packages that get up that high when you're doing the live. Because that, yeah, a, no, we have live on yeah, Hulu. And you, so, and no, then, Hulu is 65. And then when you YouTube. add in like I don't know what we ESPN, spend on Netflix. Netflix, the, I mean. <laughs> maybe it isn't, maybe it isn't that much. I have no idea. <laughs> how, how different our worlds are. I have no Here, idea. I'm going to cancel a subscription because it's going up eight bucks. And you're like, oh, I, th- I thought it was $40 more than that. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I just pulled yesterday. I pulled up Netflix and it popped up a thing before we went and it said, "Hey, just FYI, starting January something, your bill is going to go to eighteen dollars a month for the premium. You can knock it down to like ten dollars a month or even yeah. eight dollars a month, but then it's just in regular. You don't even get yeah. HD anything." Yeah. And I went. Uh, Aaron was in the bathtub, and I went in. and I'm like, "Hey, you seen this thing about Netflix?" I'm like, "No, we talked about it. So it's going to eighteen dollars a month." And she said, "I was even going to talk to you about canceling that because we don't. You don't use it. It's kind of junk content anymore, man. I really have watched." I don't. Well, it depends. I mean, they they come out with some good documentaries. That's but dude, I on, watch documentaries as soon as they come out, and then I'm and then I sit there for three weeks. Our kids for watch else. it. Uh, talk about talk about uh, money and problems, dude. This this one, I, I like. To, I throw myself under the bus. I wonder where it comes from. I do it to myself, right? This is this is how the the problems in my world. Ready for a ready for a Mark problem that came up last week. So I said I need new TVs. Okay. I had the three TVs set up in the basement. Had a 70-inch in the middle, 255s on the side. You've seen it. You've been there. And the 55s kind of sucked. And TVs are, relatively speaking, not that expensive anymore. You can get nice TVs and not spend anywhere near what you used to spend. So I went and bought uh, three new 75-inch TVs. And I put them on the wall. So now I got 75, 75, 75. And my wife says, this is overkill. And I said, no, this is awesome. 
So, and it does look great. It's great sports viewing now, which I wanted. I wanted like a sports bar feel in my basement, right? Where you can be over by our bar, which you know where it is, and still see the TVs very easily. Because and you, and you don't have a, you, you have a, you have an a, a outstanding basement bar. It's not like one of the, you know, it's not against the wall. It's like in the it, middle, it's middle a, of the room. It, you yeah. could, yeah, it's a bar. It's awesome. So then we took down the 70 inch TV that was in the middle on the wall. And then we moved yeah. that over to the player where my kids play and put it on that wall. Yeah. So now if you're at the bar, you can see the 70 inch on one side and then the 375s on the other. The problem is Ross, and this is, this is a Mark problem. Yeah. The problem is big problem. More money, more we have money. YouTube TV. Ugh. Okay. So YouTube TV, you can only stream three at a time. Oh, okay. I thought it was five. Three at a time. Ooh. So what happens on those days, Ross, where we've got the 375s in the basement plus the 70 in my kid's room, and then upstairs, someone else is up there wanting to watch TV. Oh. Now we got five TVs on at once, and we can't do it. Can you do that? We can't do it. So what do we do? We add Hulu. Yeah. So now two of them can be on Hulu. Three yeah. of them can be on YouTube TV. Okay. Yeah. And well, I'm, that's I'm, how we solve the problem. Okay, so, so I got a couple questions for you then. Do you prefer YouTube TV to Hulu? Does uh, Does Katie prefer YouTube TV to Hulu? She is not all that familiar with Hulu. She hasn't used it okay. much. But you've been, you guys have been, you guys well, have been we early had Hulu, adopters. We had, we had Hulu um, a bit last year because Hulu shows the Marquee Network, which is the only way to watch the Cubs. YouTube TV does not have the Marquee Network. So wow. I got it and then I canceled it once the season ended. And now it's back. And I guess also the Big Ten. I think Hulu has the Big Ten Big, and yeah. YouTube TV does. See, I, I love Hulu. I think it is fantastic. Not an endorsement for it or anything, but it... it I, th- I, mean, we I, I think a, they're similar. We have a pretty expensive package that goes through it, though, Mark, because we've added in the ESPN and I mean almost all the add-ons we have. You know what I mean? So we have HBO Max. We have Stars. We have yeah all that all the stuff that you can add on to Hulu. So what's interesting, though, is you, you mentioned HBO Max. So... Mar- um, uh, one of the major studios. Which one I was it this. yesterday? Uh, you, you, you sent us a, tw- a text about um, this. I saw that. I don't remember which one. The one that's releasing the new Wonder Woman, 1984. What, so a big major studio, right? They announced that in 2021, all of their movies that they are going to be releasing, they'll be releasing in theaters and on HBO Max the same day. So I don't know. I think maybe you pay extra to stream them at home. But we've, we've officially reached the point with at least one. We've always said this is going to be an option. This is going to happen. Where you're going to have a choice between going to the theater to watch it or watching it at home on the same day. That Crazy. is the future of movies, which ultimately means, man, movie theaters feel like they're going to get they're toast, screwed. Dude. And that just feels like people <laughs> just... And for good reason, honestly. The last time we took all five of our family members to... The theater, I think we went to Frozen 2, that's probably what it was. You know, and we, we do it right. We get the soda and the popcorn. It was like 80 bucks. Mark, you and I are both doing this thing. So, back, and back. again, and again, you could say, this is funny, because again, you could say, Mark, what do you care about 80 bucks? That $80 stings. Yes. For some reason. I co- no, I completely $80 agree. $80 on Hulu for the month doesn't. Feel that bad to me. Eighty dollars, even if it is a month, and I think that you might. That I mean, eighty dollars for a month of live television and entertainment, and even with that eighty dollars package, you're going to get everything on demand, so you can go back and watch whatever you want. Yeah, man, my our kids. I almost said my kids. Our kids will never understand. That thing of watching television when we were kids, getting that, up, it turning was the live, dial, and try, and whatever was on was on, and you couldn't just decide to go back to the beginning of the show, or rewatch it when it was pause over, it or pause the bathroom. it. Yeah, that pain of it's back on. Yeah, the show, and you'd be running with your popcorn and pop trying yeah. to get back or from the bathroom. Don't you like extrapolating that out and saying, okay, so our parents had no TV. Yeah, uh, TV was somewhat rare. Oh, yeah. right? right. Okay, we had TV. Yeah. And we were around when MTV started, and we were around when the remote control finally came out. And we're like, oh, what is this? What's this magic device? Now we don't have to actually go turn the knob. Right. That's freaking awesome. Our kids now, pausing live TV, on demand, watch whatever they want. What are their kids going to have? Do you want to know what Elon Musk says is going to happen? Like, we just visualize it in the air? There's no TV? Mark, just, we just see it? Mark, you might be closer to it than you even imagine. Yeah. You really might be. Uh, so, basically, and I, I, dude, this sounds so sci-fi, 
that it seems, but again, it's, it, it, it is not even too many steps from being the next step. Uh, but Elon Musk talks about this a lot. It's the Neuralink. It is basically a microchip that you will upload data to in your brain. So I don't understand how it works as far as new information and all that, how, yeah. how it instantly makes new connections in your brain, which is how new, new information is stored and, and all that, right? I, so I don't understand how it, how it works, why it works, why somebody would do it. I'm sure there's going to be horrific scientific side effects to this thing mm-hmm. well, for, at, at some point. Something. I mean, I like TV, but I don't envision myself getting a microchip in my brain yeah, to, to watch and it. So, but boy, could you, can you imagine a point where it is that simple, where it is you close your eyes. I want to watch the Cubs game, and to do so, I just close my eyes. And and yeah, watching. watch the Cubs game, and, and I can... Or I have a pair of glasses that I put on that once you know that that are are, are my television screen. It kind of does seem like we'll reach a point in society, and this will be after we are dead. I think for the most part, but where we don't we don't drive our own cars, we don't have to turn on the TVs, we don't we don't have to do anything, and society becomes incredibly lazy because of it. Man, Mark, and there is, oh, wow, this is another this is a, this is why you go on fishing trips, man, so you oh, can have these conversations yeah. for hours. Would you say your SD card has 15 hours of time? 15 hours, we're All 50 right. minutes. We might so. be able to get through this conversation in okay. that time. Uh, uh, yeah, these are the these are really big fun conversations about um, what's what will happen. I, I completely agree with you with the autonomous vehicles thing. That's and that's one that comes from our fishing trips to Canada. Our buddy Ryan Carlson who and works for Willis Auto. Traffic has, fatalities go way down. There are a lot that of happens. There are big pluses to it. And really one of the minuses is losing control. You just aren't in control of something anymore that you, you want to be in control of. Mm-hmm. This is such a wild thing. Do you know that when um when when the cars first came around like the Model T thing, yeah. that they would put horse heads, the hood ornaments yeah. now are basically a derivative of, they would put like horse heads on the front of cars at first because you were traveling the same paths as horse and buggies. Okay. And horses would freak out. Seeing a car. When a car pulled up next to them. But if this familiar thing was next to them, yeah. it didn't freak them out as much. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I think the same thing is going to happen with cars for a long time. If you were driving down the interstate right now and you saw one of those Volvo trucks driving and yeah. you couldn't see a driver, yeah. you'd freak out. Freak out a little bit. You'd be scared to death that it was going to yeah. that it's uh, some computer cyborg was going to tr- kill you. Yeah. And it, and it would and it's to take a long time to get past that and go. Yeah. Okay, I can handle going sixty five on a two lane road with this thing coming the other way. You know what I want to see? When one of the things like I I get joy in thinking about. The uh, things, the things that you can discover as you sell more and more real estate and get to turn in the, uh, what is that? A, that's a Ranger out there. Don't knock the truck. Why is everybody knocking my truck? I love I'm my little just, pickup you know, truck. What year is that truck, Ross? Why yeah, does it matter? Be honest. Why does it matter? Because it probably doesn't have many features on it. You know what I mean? It has a radio. Heat works. Air so conditioner. Let me ask you this. So as, as you're as you're driving down the road and yeah. then you got to brake suddenly. Yeah. Do you have to brake suddenly? Yes. See, my car, it'll start breaking for me. <laughs> yes. Before I've even done it, dude. Yeah, it'll yeah. start breaking for me. Uh, uh, and and it'll <laughs> flash on my windshield bright red lights yes. that'll, like, warning all sorts of things, you know. The it's these things that are that are quite cool <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't seen them before. I'll tell you this, Mark. The engineers that designed the most cutting-edge technology in my pickup are retired. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Do you have a cigarette lighter in there? There is a cigarette lighter in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else you would have in there. Doesn't have a CD player if that gives you. Do you have a cassette player? Um, You know what? Maybe the radio does have a CD player. It does. It does. But it's an aftermarket CD player. You know what I mean? Whoever yeah. had, whoever owned the truck before me put a CD player in it. You got an auto start on that, baby? Hell no. I'm lucky it has auto locks and windows. What do you want one? Can I buy you an auto start for, for No, Christmas? aftermarket auto starts are, uh, are notoriously unreliable. Bad for the car, I've heard. Bad for the car? I think so. Bency, is that true? Yeah. Did you know, I have not done this, but did you know that you can, uh, I bet you know a guy that can do this. You can jerry-rig your your uh, 
like your front DVD player to play when you're driving down the road? Like it's just just a couple wires. <laughs> you think I have friends that have front DVD players? <laughs> you know, like so a nav uh, screen, yeah, a nav yes. screen, right? Uh, I I do have buddies that yeah yeah I do have buddies that have. I know a guy that allegedly screens. did this had his had his I car messed not, with so he could do that. I think I could make some calls and find, but up front, like I, I can't tell you, oh yeah, I know a dude that does this or has done this, but I bet we could find a guy. Cause normally you, you know, a guy. Yeah, I bet we could find a guy. You're one of those guys that has a guy for everything. I do. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. Somebody was asking the other day about somebody had told me that they want to kill somebody. And I, and my first response was, I bet Ross has got a guy. I will tell you this, a uh, dead serious and dusty knows. And there all my friends are listening to know exactly what and who I'm talking about. I had a buddy, a very dear friend of mine. He was a guy I lived with. He was my locker mate in high school. He was in my wedding. We had to pick him up from jail to get him to the rehearsal dinner. Nice. Pick him up, not from jail, not from jail. He, he in like Polky. He was, yeah. he was like, you know what I mean? He was in prison for a week or, or a month or something. <laughs> yep. uh, has cleaned up his life in a huge way, and it's awesome to see because this dude is an absolute firework flying through the, a dark sky. He is just an amazing human being, and it always could have been used for good, but he used it for some pretty wicked stuff for a long time. My point being, for a long, I, I, five years ago, if you'd have said to me, do you know somebody that can do some really dark things? I just said, man, unfortunately, I think I do. Like, yeah. if you really got to get this done, and I and I wouldn't have wanted, I would have never done it. I would have never uh, turned you on to that because I wouldn't have you wanted not to feel and abetted. Right, I wouldn't have wanted to feel any responsibility for somebody's death. But I did have a buddy that got pretty dark in in life, man, and and he got in a lot of fights, and we couldn't go any. Pl- We'd been kicked out of every place in Des Moines. Man, we had tricks to try to get into places. Like when I, re- the, uh, there's so many bad memories, but the the fun ones, I'll try to share some quick. We would like line up 10, 15 people to go out one night, and th- and this was all part of a plan that it, because if four of us showed up to a bar, we couldn't get in. Yeah. Because they'd see Travis and they'd say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, no, get out of here." Yeah. But sometimes, if you showed up with 15 people. And everybody paid cover, and you put Travis last in line, they would kind of do the math in their head. You know what I mean? They'd be like, Shit, man, we just made 75 bucks on people. Yep. Yeah, you can come in. Just don't start any trouble. Yeah. He was, Travis is built like Bents, but a little shorter. He could bench press, I think at one point he got to be able, where he could bench press 600 pounds. I mean, Jeez. the dude could bench press a bulldozer. It was huge. Yeah. But he had a lot of aggression, and he fought a lot of people, and, he, and it got rough, man. And I think there was a point in time, maybe Travis might not have been the guy, but I know, I know Travis could have turned turned us on to the guy, uh, the, the right people, right? Yeah, you've told me that before. You're like, if you need to find somebody bad enough, like on the south side of Des Moines, you could find somebody that'd be willing to do pretty much anything you need. That's scary. Man, listen, I, I, people I think are, Des Moines not a bad community by any stretch, man. Overall, I, 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 no. Not at all. Does Des Moines have a handful of absolute buttheads? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, when I was doing the Missing in the Metro podcast with Parisic, I learned so many amazing things. One of the things that I learned was that in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and maybe even into the early 80s, there were a group of dudes that they think were hitmen hmm. in Des Moines. They can't prove it. There's no way they could come out and say it. But they have a, a couple of different missing persons cases that have these weird links yeah. that they can't quite draw the connections to. And, they, and they've tried. And the, and the stories that these detectives can tell about going and trying to get information out of these people will chill you. Well, hmm. I mean, like when you, when you hear the thing of like um, he, had, uh, he, you know, he had the temperament of somebody that just seemed, that's a real deal. Yeah. If you can kill somebody, if you've got yeah. that in you, then you've got the balls to look a cop in the eye and say things that sound like they come from a movie. The only thing I can think of is is um, they're they're built differently, obviously, because if if a normal person was getting interrogated by the police, you'd you'd have nerves about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd be pissing myself if I hadn't done it, anything. It's like it, it, for me, it's like getting pulled over for speeding. It's happened so many times in my life that when you first do it, you get that that rush. Your heart starts beating fast. You're right. like, oh no, what's this going to be like now? zero 
there's no emotion about it anymore. I'm just like, all right, it's going to take five minutes and then yeah, I'll be on right. the way, et cetera. Like, I think somebody like that would, would kind of be the same. Like, they don't care. They're talking about a cop. They're just like, it doesn't, doesn't bother them. You know, almost sociopathic in a way about it. Glad I'm not that. Yeah. That, that would be not a good thing. So anyway, uh, I think that there's, uh, I think that you could probably still find people that are so far down on their luck that uh, that, that money means something completely different to them than it does to you. And uh, a, that's, the, that's the sad reality of it, man. I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm never in that position where I'm finding out either side of this. <laughs> I agree with you completely. <laughs> we just right. did an hour, man. We had, you, we, an hour ago, you're like, what are we going to talk about? 59 minutes, 31 seconds, and counting. All right, I got to get out of here. I got a closing today, and I know you have important things to do as have well. Have fun. Go do it, buddy. Take care. We'll see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.